Hey guys, welcome to episode 16 of Dash and Holmesy Take Your Hearts. I'm one of your hosts, Dash, along with my co-host, Holmesy. Hello. Bruh. Bruh. (laughs) Bruh. (laughs) I'm doing good. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. I'm glad to be back talking about uh, Persona 5. Yeah, man. Anything about Persona Persona. in general. It's just just good, you know? It's uh, refreshing. Technically, it is the land of Persona 5, the, you know, the lore of Persona 5 that we're going to be talking about today, um, mainly due to the fact that we're reacting to, well, we're, we're talking about the reactions to the Scramble trailer that we just viewed before recording this, and uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Royal as well, so it's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, guys, if you didn't know, this is Dash and Holmesy, our tri-weekly book club inspired gaming podcast, so Holmesy and I are currently sitting down actually playing Catherine Full Body, uh, mm-hmm. but... Uh, today we're revisiting Persona 5, uh, the lore of Persona 5 and talking about Scramble and the Royal, if you'd like that. We're going to come back to Persona at some point next year as well and continue to take your hearts with the Scramble, but make sure right now you follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify where you can give us those cheeky five-star ratings and also over on dashgamer.com uh, where you can see more Persona 5 content. I'm sure I'm going to be posting a shit ton of it. <laughs> As we go, anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Holmesy, so we just came off watching the Persona 5, the Royal, not the Royal, uh, the Scramble trailer uh, with the English subs on it as well. Um, So let's talk a little bit about what we saw. Um, And like, mainly because the one thing I want to point out is that this isn't your traditional Persona 5 title, RPG title. This is what they call a Musou game. Uh, Are you aware of Musou games? No, what is Muso? 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 What does Muso stand for? So uh, it's like a, f- uh, it is an RPG, technically an RPG, but it's an open realm hack and slasher fighter. Um, have you ever experienced any of the Dynasty Warrior titles at all? No, but I'm um, looking at the comments in the video. I have seen that being referenced a few times. So yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, well, it, it's developed by the the, the same people. Was well, half? I think it's been developed by W Studios, who do um, mainly the. Uh, warrior titles as well so it's definitely going to be uh something that's way different to what you experienced within persona persona 5 i should say but um from what we gathered with the title i guess it's it's going to be half what we experienced in persona 5 in terms of uh just going through japan and everything else but also brings in elements of uh, kind of like what we did have in persona 5 like jumping on enemies, ripping off their masks and then entering battles and uh, baton passes and then final blows and final, you know. Yeah. Um, what, what were your first impressions actually viewing this altogether? Um, my, like the biggest thing for me is live combat. I'm, I, I very much like the games that I play are all obviously like, you know, it's live and not turn-based and all that kind of stuff. They're like yeah. the, usually the vast majority of stuff I play is like that. So, yeah. um, not to say I didn't like Persona 5 and the turn-based stuff and, and, and playing that and everything, everything be like very timed, but mm. Being able to like free roam in combat, walk around, attack at will, whatever you want, and like do things like literally just reactive and on the fly. Mm. Uh, I'm pretty excited to play Persona in that kind of uh, that kind of space as opposed to yeah doing doing turn based stuff. I'm excited for it. So I will ask you because you're a big Pokemon guy, um, yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure we've brought this up before when we're when we're doing the main series. What what were what kind of um, did it deter you at all from being turn-based originally or did were you happy with the turn-based combat that you were presented with in Persona 5? I'm still I still don't mind turn-based combat I, I think like one of the first games that I like really kind of got into and enjoyed obviously Pokemon Pokemon's Pokemon it's been turn-based from the start and it's always going to be turn-based um, yeah 
disregard like uh what was the what's the fighting game for pokemon again i can't remember what it was called now uh the Tekken one you mean the pocket yeah, tournament yeah Pokemon tournament yeah disregard Pokemon tournament that's obviously not turn based no um but yeah like pokemon. look at i think um it was final fantasy 13 was like the first like first game i played that was turn based where i was like this is really really good and they had it like timed it, they had a different where it was almost like it was turn based but there was like a countdown timer thing as you did your turn right it was like you could sort of like it was still turn-based, but there was, like, a timer to count down when you could attack still. So, mm. like, that was really cool. I do like turn-based games still. I don't have, like, this... Um, I'm not opposed to playing them, but um, I, I definitely find playing a game that's, like, live combat uh, more interesting and engaging, I guess. Like, you need to be alert at all times. Otherwise, if it's like, oh, okay, it's my turn now. I can sit here and chill and relax and mm. plan out my next attack. Uh, whereas you got to do that, like, live in, in... Obviously, in live gameplay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not strategic. It's not a strategic, obviously, live gameplay. You're just jumping in and pretty much... With with the Muso games that were, pre- were presented with, like, uh, pretty much the Warrior games, you're presented with, like, uh, a myriad of enemies just surrounding you. Um, and you have I've just- noticed in one of the screenshots, actually, and you're saying mm-hmm. that there's one uh, in the fight that you're having in the trailer and he's yeah. in the city. Yeah. Or Joker's in the city and he's just, like, the map is just red dots all around him, like, yes. everywhere. Yeah. So um, yeah. I especially love the fact, though, that when uh, you're in battle and engaging with the enemies, you're not alone. Uh, pretty much what was presented in, like, different Dynasty Warrior games as well. You still have your party with you. Um, and you obviously have the Phantom Thieves with you. And one of the things I noticed, though, while playing, well, while the trailer played was uh, baton passes. Uh, mm. I don't know how that's essentially going to work unless it's, like, switching mid-battle and you're able to actually ha- uh, play as Ryuji or like the rest of the phantom thieves that's actually really cool i wonder um, whether it's going to be something like um i'm gonna i'm gonna reference it a few times because there's a few yeah, things in here that also visually look like this game but yeah. i almost wonder whether it's going to be like kingdom hearts where it's a certain point where like with reaction commands like if you're in like in mid combo and then donald's nearby you press triangle and you can drop like zeta flare and blast yes. everyone whether yeah. it's like your end of your combo, like now's the time to bat and pass because Ryuji's behind you. Now you can do like a, a big finishing attack. So that's exactly um, what I thought you were going to reference because yeah. I, I, like when I first saw the trailer, I knew that's exactly what you were going to think of when you saw it was Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. And and like essentially that's kind of like what Kingdom Hearts was in a way. It, like it, it was a hack and slash title. Uh, it was very much a very basic hack and slash title for its time. Because <laughs> you got, uh, you had, uh, if you make any comparisons for hack and slash games for that time, the one that mastered the genre was obviously Devil May Cry, um, where you would jump in, pretty much uh, engage in battle with one certain enemy, chop them up, and you're done. With uh, the Kingdom Hearts uh, series, you had those battles with one enemy, and you chop them up, or I shouldn't say chop them up, beat them with a, uh, a keyblade, and yeah. then you'd be done with. But there were certain battles with the, um, was it the Nobodies? I think it was the... Uh, yeah, Nobodies, the Heartless yeah, yeah. Universe. The yeah, Heartless, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, basically, where there'd be like plenty of them around you and you just have to beat the crap out of all of them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's essentially what a Musou game is, though. Those kind of battles right there is you're going to have hundreds of enemies coming towards you and you're going to have to just fight for your life. Um, I never really experienced... Um, actually, no, I lie. In uh, the Hyrule Warriors title, there were moments where there were uh, enemies that did come towards you. This was the uh, Legend of Zelda Musou title that they brought out from the same studio. Uh, yeah. That basically, they had all the enemies that would come towards you. You'd have uh, Link and Zelda 
at the, at the beginning of the game, I can remember always the beginning of the game, can't really remember much of the rest of it, but they would come towards you, would hack and slash all these enemies, and you'd have Zelda there helping you out as well. Um, yeah, cool. I couldn't really remember any kind of baton passes happening or any character switches happening mid-battle uh, in the game. I do remember uh, having the option of actually playing different characters in, in different levels throughout the title. Uh, but this is definitely going to be something unique if that's the case, where uh, they have brought in that mechanic, as you said, that if you know your character's low on health, you can actually switch to uh, Mickey or Donald, whoever is around you, uh, to help you out. Whereas mm. this one, this game here, will be obviously you'll have the Phantom Thieves around you to help you engage in battle. Uh, where, and one thing which was really cool that we saw in the trailer was uh, having uh, Morgana or Mona, uh, you know, switch in different form from. Uh, his cat yeah, form. the car form, yeah, so yeah, the car form, which was really cool. Um, what are, What are your thoughts on actually uh, having the the law of Persona Five now entering something that's a little bit more freeform, uh, a little more flowing that direction that you kind of uh, like in terms of engaging in uh, uh, an open world battle? Yeah, I think um, I guess a lot of people are going to be comfortable with because at least to my knowledge, Persona 5 follows a very, or I say very, it follows the exact same structure as Persona 4 and 3 and all that. It's kind of like the same sort of thing, like turn-based, different, Correct. like different, not not necessarily palaces and stuff, but like different, you know, you go into a world, you're done, you get out kind of thing. Um, I think like uh, having a, a live open world sort of style game, it's, I think it's it's going to be a good way to bring two different genres, two different fans of genres together and, and see how they go um because obviously you said like is it muso what was it muso muso yeah muso players and then like your yeah or your persona 5 like your jrpg like that start that genre of game um two different communities are going to come together and start playing this it's going to be interesting to see who likes what and who doesn't like what i guess because yeah. there's yeah there's both there's aspects of both coming together mm. i'm just interested to see how they like the game and whether people are whether i guess persona 5 fans are going to have the biggest change because it's if they've not played a Muso game before, it's going to be a completely different formula for them. I'm interested to see how the OG fans are going to react and how they like it. Yeah. Do you think that the audience that will engage in this will be those real hardcore Persona 5? Like, I would say hardcore Persona 5 fans would, but would you say that the ones that love that turn-based uh, battle, the combat battle system will actually come over and try this out? Or at least like take a look at it and go, well, this might not be for me, but I really love the characters, uh, so I really want to be engaged in what's happening because it's actually been uh, approved or sorry, it's actually been said in an, an official statement by Atlas that Persona Five Scramble is actually the uh, true sequel to Persona Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what what are your thoughts? Do you think that the, we're actually going to see a lot of that hardcore audience shift over to Persona Five Scramble just? For its story, uh, do you think that, like with its character element, uh, do you think that we're going to see a little bit of, uh, of a drop-off there from the people that were like, well, I'm not really into the Musou-style kind of gameplay? Uh, do you think it's going to have a divided audience at all? I still think, like, the way that Persona 5 is and, like, the amount... The time investment for the game is huge. Like, I was talking to my friends at work about this game and, like, or Persona 5 and saying, like, yeah, it's a great game, but if you want to finish it, it's, like... 100 plus hours base story not even like just spending your time messing around like it's you know you want to play the game and play it like spend all your time progressing it's a lot of time there's a big yeah. investment in getting that done so i think that a lot of people that have spent that much time in the game are already the kind of people that would want to follow the story 
further and and commit mm. uh, obviously there's going to be people to drop off people may not like these kind of hack and slash um muso style games but yeah i, I do think there's going to be um there'll be people that didn't finish persona 5 who won't care about playing this um there'll be people like myself who i mean actually uh, there'll be people like myself before playing persona 5 i'll be like oh, i really liked kingdom hearts this game looks cool i might actually play because it, it looks like a lot of fun um i don't know there's there's so many different ways that it's going to draw people in but i think um I think a lot of the audience is going to be yeah hardcore Persona Five fans. I think that's going to be the dominant player base, and then there'll be yeah uh, Muso fans jumping in, and then just people wanting to try something new. But um, yeah. yeah, I think the people that don't play Persona Five Scramble are going to be the people that also didn't finish Persona Five in general. Yeah. I think it'll be yeah, there'll definitely be different perceptions coming across. There'll be different opinions that'll come across on this as well. That people will be like, oh, I'm not too sure about how I feel on actually playing something that's completely different in style what i've played for persona but then there's the argument that can be made that there's been the dancing games the mm-hmm. ultimate arena fighter games that uh, i believe was one of the most popular uh, esports titles which i found out they're like hey did you know that uh, persona 5 arena is an like a massive esports thing i'm like no i had no clue that people were actually still playing that game okay so there you go uh, apparently in japan it's still a big esports deal like a lot of people still like it and they want a sequel so Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was some news to me. Um, what are your opinions that this game's actually coming to the Nintendo Switch? I like that a lot. It means yeah. I'll be able to play it uh, on the go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do. After seeing though, like, looking in the trailer at some of the cutscenes, I think like if you've mm-hmm. looked at the trailer for Persona Five Scramble, maybe yeah. like oh, whereabouts is it? actually around about like forty-three seconds or so. Yeah. The Phantom of Thieves, like Ryuji on. Um, Mona and uh, Joker all land together, and there's this really cool like panorama that like the camera going around below them. Yeah, and like the visuals on it look amazing, and yeah. it's making me think about like, look, I could play it on the Switch, and I get to play this out and about. But if I play it on the PS4 Pro, yeah, it's gonna look really good. So, it will, um, yeah. I mean, Persona Five was a good game as it was, uh, and it looked nice. But I just want to—I don't know whether it's gonna be a big sacrifice in terms of like you know your frame rate and the game quality. I don't know. I mean, it's not it's not going to change my experience, but I just, I do like a, I a like fresh, the game looking. clean looking, yeah. yeah. I want things to look silky smooth, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, would you consider picking it up on the Switch? Like, looking at it, right? It's one of those things where you are reminded of what you just said, the length of the original Persona 5 title and whether or not this is going to have that exact same length. And I have a feeling that if they're saying that this might be a direct sequel, that we're looking close to maybe like... I don't think they're going to go exactly like 120 hours for this kind of title, but they might go They might go something like a 60, 60 hour limit. That's not um, bad. That's not bad. Would you consider getting this for PS4 if that was that length? Or would you say, okay, 60 hours is still something I don't have. I would like to play this, but maybe and maybe the switch is the the format that i might need to go to for that to actually stay you know on time with this kind of title yeah i mean i did it with we did it with p5 okay um so to be honest now that i think about it as well i probably will play the game on ps4 pro just because um mainly just taking notes if i'm on the tram like or like on the way to and from work and stuff like sure i can play the game but i'm less inclined to take notes when i'm like playing a game on public transport so i think it's going to be the way i'll get it is get a ps4 pro do it at home Wow. Out my game before i actually get on the pod so nice yeah the nice. portability is definitely appealing and i think like if it was a, a game i was getting for for leisure i would probably get it on a portable but for the sake of the podcast and stuff i think yeah ps4 pro is going to be the way to go oh nice very cool well there what you about you been... what are you leaning to 
<sighs> See, look, here's the thing. And you're I'm only going to get it on both, you nerd. You get, yeah. like, you get both copies and then the base copy and then the collector's edition on both platforms. How <laughs> dare you? How dare you call me out like this and say the truth? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I already spent 120 bucks, I think it was, for Persona 5 The Royal uh, in Japanese, and I don't yeah. understand a lick of it. Yep. Um, and that's something I'm going to get into in a second. Uh, but there's a good chance that, yeah, I'll probably end up getting it on both. Uh, but I'll probably end up getting the Japanese version on Switch, uh, just to experience it first, just to see what it's like. Yeah. Uh, just to see what the gameplay is like, the frame rate and everything that you just mentioned. Obviously being a, cri- a critic or, you know, we have to sit down and critique these kind of things. Uh, like I'm, I'm obviously like writing reviews again and all that kind of jazz. Like when we first started this podcast, it was, I was strictly a podcaster. Now I'm yeah. with Dash, Dash Gamer coming back and everything, I write reviews and stuff. So everything that's I've been put in front of me, I critique again. And it's like, oh man, I really, really really need to find out whether this is going to be worth actually having the full, well, not the full, the, the uh, westernized local localized release on my Switch or the PlayStation 4, uh, which is something that um, I'll probably look into when February 20th kicks around. Um, I'll probably end up getting on Switch first. Yeah, hell yeah. So, uh, you know, but yeah, I'll, I'll be getting on both. Don't call me yeah, out like that. Jesus Christ. It's <laughs> <laughs> not on the bus. <laughs> That's right. Um, you know me too well. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, I think if anything, what we've been presented to, like what we've been presented, I, I was about to say today, it was actually last week. Uh, what we've been presented here is definitely going to be something that's interesting, especially that appeals to, like for me, when I see it, I'm like, God damn, this is going to be awesome. My first reaction to this was like, I was in heaven when I first saw it, I was like, man, this is exactly what I wanted. This is not the same story that we've been given beforehand with just, you know, some touch-ups or anything like that, uh, which, uh, once again, I'll get into the Royal in a second, but yeah, this is a brand new, a brand new story. It's something that I'm going to absolutely fucking adore because we're getting the characters that we absolutely loved from the original release into a brand new storyline, which was something that, like, there are games from the past that, or franchises, uh, I should say, current franchises that have uh, their separate law for each release, each release, and um, like one of the, a, a great example of it is the Grand Theft Auto series. I believe that their best storyline uh, in terms of uh, each release has been number five. Um, mm-hmm. And I've always said that if they ever release another Grand Theft Auto, they have to have the, those three main characters come back and do a sequel. Uh, a sequel, and I put that in quotation marks. A sequel, so yeah. it'd be like Grand Theft Auto Five Part Two, because the story that they presented, I believe, moving on from like uh, Michael, Franklin, and Trevor, would be a travesty because what we presented there would just take that franchise into another level if they brought those characters back again. Yeah. Um, but with each release of Grand Theft Auto, they refresh the whole format. They bring it to a new place. Um, and like, yeah, there are there are parts of the game where they're like, okay, we'll, 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 we'll reference Vice City or we'll reference San Andreas into the game, which obviously they heavily reference San Andreas. It's it's based, based in San Andreas in the game. But it's just that, those three centralized characters within the title, those three protagonists really kind of, I believe propelled the Grand Theft Auto series into another level. Um, whereas with this, with the Phantom Thieves in Persona in the series have revolutionized this franchise to another level, like actually pushed it, propelled it. Um, 
because like not to say that Persona 4 wasn't revolutionary for the series it really was yeah um I believe that people are actually connecting more with the characters that were being given now than what they have in prior releases of Persona. Um, okay. It, yeah, so it, it's just, there's a certain storyline, certain lore that pushes and propels the series. And I believe that Persona 5 has done that and has like gone leaps and bounds beyond what other entries have in the, in the it's past. It's like their pinnacle game, yeah. Correct, yeah. It's pushed it and had even just casuals like yourself, like other people that talk to me about it say, Man, Persona 5 is freaking amazing. I might go back and try out Persona 4 and everything else because I, I really haven't heard of the, the franchise before Persona 5. It says something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm definitely, definitely keen on... Uh, especially because this is a unique spin-off for the franchise. They've never, done, they've never done something like this before and certainly going to be somewhat uh, intriguing uh, yeah. to say the least yeah and it's canon like it's good that it's not just like a random spin-off by like other like developers that have just been given i guess rights to publish a game but it's like oh none of it's actually part of the story it's just someone making like here's your cat your favorite characters now they can go and fight with things mm. yeah it's, exactly i'm glad that this is like a proper proper story spin-off and not just like a yeah, yeah. just like a random game a random entry that someone's just kind of been like here you go here's the rights to our characters have a bit of fun but it doesn't yeah. actually mean anything Exactly, and and that's always always a risky move to give um, other developers and other pu- other studios, other other publishers, rights to characters that they don't technically own or have, and they're just writing crap. <laughs> yeah, I believe yeah, that, yeah. like Atlas, uh, over overseeing most of this, which they are, which is great, overseeing most of the production in this as well as uh, half development for the title will make this game feel like a Persona Five title. Will make it feel like a Persona title. A Persona Five title, to say the least, um, with the that Muso element within it. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely will be interesting when we see it in February, dude. Um, let's talk about the Royal a little bit now. Yes, ha- I don't know a lot about this game. No, so uh, you haven't actually have you, you've seen the trailers though, yeah? Uh, I have, but it was a long time, time ago. ago. Yeah, it was, I think it was a while just- ago, so I, I don't recall everything that is in the Royal. That's okay because I think we discussed this. I think back at episode fifteen. Which I'm pretty sure it was our Royal Special. You got to see the trailers. You gave a quick reaction to those. So for anybody who wants to know Holmes' reaction, go back to episode 15. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, I'll give it to you straight. I, I purchased the Royal um, and I played it right on launch, 2 a.m. Australian, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. I stayed up 2 a.m. I was like, I really want to try. I want to see what's different about it. I want to know um, everything about oh. this. Yeah, oh, this is all with that new girl that we see. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Kasumi Yoshizawa, I think, is her name. I might mm-hmm. be hitting it right on the mark there, uh, just from memory. Uh, but playing it, um, I will tell you this: that if you've played Persona Five Vanilla, as they're referring it to now, um, this might be it. Might be interesting because the amount of hours that I've put into Persona Five. Um, it says, okay, you know, I'll put it this way, without me knowing what Persona 5 is about, if I didn't do any of the hours that I have into the regular Persona 5, I probably wouldn't know what I'm doing right now with this Japanese release because it's completely Japanese. There is no English subtitles. There's nothing. Like, there's mm-hmm. no guidance, nothing. If you don't know Persona 5 at all, like the back of your hand like I do right now, you'd be lost. Yeah. Um, but playing it, there, like so far, I've only encountered two scenes with her. Um, which is right at the start, which has been in a few trailers already. Uh, there's, there is a moment. So if you recall, right back at the start of the game, you're actually in the casino and you're running. Yeah. And you're trying to escape. They've changed it up a little bit. So there is a scene where um, 
you actually run up the stairs as you're hiding, uh, just after you're hiding from one of the security guards as he runs past you. Um, and you run up those stairs, and then there's like a new scene where there's some scaffolding at the top. Um, it's hard to it's hard to explain, but once you once you see all this happen, you you uh, use your new feature, which is the um, the hook blade, uh, which wraps around the uh, the scaffolding, and you're able to just uh, basically get yourself to the top of the scaffolding. You run through these doors, and then there's an action sequence where you're introduced to the to this new character. We don't know her code name yet. Um, yeah, which is quite interesting. Uh, but she helps you out with uh, a battle, a battle to begin uh, and understand some of the mechanics of the game. If you're fresh into the Persona Five series, you're basically understanding. So, this is a great way to enter Persona Five. If you have not played the original, um, I would probably recommend waiting. This is like saying, okay, you're playing Persona Five, but you're also playing the adage. It's also al- almost like what you're doing right now with uh, Catherine Full Body, Holmesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if somebody came to me and said, oh, uh, you know, should I pick up Catherine or Catherine Full Body? It, you pick up Catherine Full Body. It's now the full experience. Yeah. Um, which is a shame because like in a way it spoils, it kind of, you've kind of spoiled yourself playing Persona 5. Um, and, and it kind of makes me think, man, we've kind of done this, this, podcast now uh, a year too early or so because i would have said to Holmesy play the royal instead uh but from what i have played of it so far there are two things i'll note the game is polished they have completely redone the graphics on the title um it looks brand new like it feels like a new game as well like i'm not i'm not going to go and tell you that it's completely new it's the the dialogue's different i actually like used google translate on my phone i took some photos and snapped it just to see if any of the dialogue was different from what we played in the uh, westernized and localized version of the title it's the exact same um but there are new graphics there is a polished feel to the game it feels smoother it feels uh better to play on a ps4 pro as well um, because if you remember, I mentioned this, Persona 5 was actually a PlayStation 3 release. It was actually just redone for PlayStation 4. Yeah. Um, but the game actually plays way better now. Load times are different. It's a lot faster. Um, so, you know, like when the calendar drops and you get the date, it, it's almost instantaneous. Um, yeah. okay. Yeah, but in terms of storyline, the only thing that I've gotten so far that's been different is that with the introduction of this new character... It seems like there's going to be a period or a point that's pretty much injected into the game that spins this out of control, and the story actually takes a turn. Um, from and uh, spoilers ahead, from what I'm reading, um, there is going to be a part of this story that is going to be completely unexpected. Like if you've played Persona Five, there's going to be a certain point where it kind of diverts from what you understand from the original. So it's almost like an alter- alternative universe Persona Five that you're going to be entering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's okay. all. That's all I've gauged from it, dude. But I'll tell you, it's certainly interesting from what I've played so far. Yeah, I mean, I've, a lot of the comments I'm seeing on this, like looking at the YouTube videos too, it's like, <laughs> what? I think my favorite one. Let me go back and find it. Yeah. Uh, oh, give us a sec. That's right. He's, well, oh, there we go, yeah. Atlas. So, how long do you want to make Persona Five, Sony? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> just like an even longer. I already thought Persona Five was long enough as it was. Like it was a huge game, but yeah, well, that, that's what I mean though, because uh, Atlas have come out and said it's no longer than the original. It's not. 
It's not longer than the original. They said that, hey, there is a ton of brand new content in this game, but it's not longer than the original. And it's like them. that, and that's what I mean. So you could be like, if you've, pl- from what I'm hearing, you can play both versions of Persona 5. And it's like, okay, I am in Kamashita's Palace right now. Like, I'm halfway through Kamashita's Palace right now. Um, I've experienced two things that are new. Um, I won't mention because that's spoiler. That's big spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but there were two things that I've uh, experienced so far that have been brand new, which is awesome. Um, but uh, the from what I'm hearing, there is a certain part of this, at least halfway through, where the story kind of takes, a, a, there's a fork in the road. So it's either there's an original, you take the original plot line or you go the brand new direction. And if the brand new direction leads me to a new palace, hey man, I'm going that way. Yeah, absolutely. What is different? Go the different way. Yeah, obviously. Um, And we have seen snippets where there have been, there is a brand new palace. Like we've seen that in the trailer. There is a brand new palace. Um, We actually, and we've discussed this, we team with... um, Oh Jesus Christ! I'm, what's his name? Jesus Christ! I'm forgetting his name. Pancake Boy. Akechi. Akechi. Jesus, you remember the name? I didn't. Um, Pancake Boy. Pancake Boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we team with Akechi in his black mask. Yeah. Which is confusing. So uh, we, we've discussed this. Like there have been theories of how this might be. Uh, there's been the theory that uh, this might be a dream state universe. This might be like a dream state, um, a cognition uh, that we're entering. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also the chance- like a, literally the whole story is like it was all a dream. Now let's get back to the real percent of five. <laughs> right, but there's also the chance that he survived the gunshot. Well, we didn't even know which one got shot, right? That's right. Yeah. So this could be past Shido's arc. This could be actually be in between Shido's arc and the final encounter near the end of the story. Yeah. Um. So th- like this is it's quite interesting that uh, we're teaming with a catcher here and we don't know what the fuck's happening absolutely don't know what the fuck's happening <laughs> it's great though i love it because it's i'm, ex- it's, I'm just excited for more yeah the games to be honest man <laughs> yeah man um what we also discussed the other day as well uh the there was a piece of dialogue that i just encountered and i messaged you about it uh because the dialogue read um that sh- this is about futaba uh not being uh sojiro's biological daughter um and the discussion was with um when you have this discussion with Sojiro after you actually find out about Futaba living in Sojiro's house, um, is that he says there was no father, there never has been, and then he goes, well, technically there was a father, but she never spoke about it. Or this is Wakaba. She never spoke about the father at all. Yeah. Um, and she gave birth to Futaba as a single mum, and she raised her as a single mum, but yeah, there was no existence of a father. I never heard of him. She never spoke about him or anything. Something sparked in my head at the time. Wakaba was working closely with Shido the mm-hmm. whole time before she committed suicide. And then I messaged Holmes and I'm like, holy fuck, dude, I think I just figured out something. And and this might be a, a case in the Royal that, uh, that we don't know yet. And I said to Holmes, I said, "Is it? could we see a case where Shido might be Futaba's father? And yeah, this is something that has kind of been brought up in my head like oh shit i might have just stumbled across something that might be a spoiler in my own mind <laughs> um hey, what, look, do think, what do you be, think of that it'd be pretty sick if like i mean it's not like obviously it's not a good thing because shida wasn't a was a good person but no it'd be um 
it'd bring even more justice to finishing the Persona 5 game in general and just like knowing what you've been able to achieve but it's also really sad for Futaba if that is who it was <laughs> yeah it pretty much be yeah it, it definitely I mean we've already seen spoilers again we've already seen that uh, the case for Fakechi uh being uh Shido's son so it's definitely definitely something that's going to be interesting yeah and that, yeah. that means that um Akechi would be oh they'd be step Akechi would be yeah they'd be step siblings yeah yeah step siblings yeah interesting very interesting Oh, well, there you go. But yeah, that, that's basically been my experience with the Royal so far. We'll come back in a few months and talk about it again um, when uh, probably the Westernized release will be out in March. So that's what the, it's rumored. Um, and we'll so probably far come, away. <laughs> we'll come back and talk about it. But um, yeah, that's about it for our reactions towards Scramble and the Royal so far, guys. Uh, we thought I'd bring you something a little extra, a little something Persona-like extra today just to kind of uh, give you that itch because I know a lot of people have been loving... Uh, going back and listening to uh, the Take Your Heart series as well. And we appreciate you all actually listening. Uh, thank you so much uh, to everybody who's actually been commenting and listening to the original series as well. We love you all for that. Thank you so much for that. Uh, but guys, uh, if you didn't know, this has been Dash and Holmesy Take Your Hearts, our tri-weekly book club inspired gaming podcast, where Holmesy and I sat down for a whole year and Holmesy played Persona 5 and... We came back today to talk about it again. Uh, make sure that you follow Holmesy on Twitter and Twitch at Homesy5. Make sure you can follow myself on Twitter at Dash Gamers and also on DashGamer.com. Uh, you can follow the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. We can give us those cheeky five-star ratings. But yeah, also make sure that you catch us on DashGamer.com for more Persona 5 goodness throughout the year. Um, Homesy, thank you so much for sitting down and talking about Persona again with me. My pleasure, my dude. It's uh, it's good to good to be back talking about it again. Exactly. Yeah, we'll come back in. A, we'll come, as I said, we'll come back in a few months and we'll talk about Persona Five: The Scramble or Scramble, I should say. Persona Five: Scramble: The Phantom Strikers again. Uh, when I do have it on my Switch in Japanese and everything, and I might even head down to this boy's house with my Switch and have him have a bit of a toggle with it uh, to see what he thinks of it and everything, and we might talk about it a little bit when it does come out. But for now, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you catch us with our Catherine series. Uh, go back and listen to all our other series, our Kingdom Hearts series, our, our Kingdom Hearts episode, our Wolfenstein episode. Uh, but we'll be back uh, next in the next two weeks with our probably our finale of Catherine Full Body because Holmesy seems like he's about to finish it uh, pretty close <laughs> yeah pretty close yeah uh, but guys thank you so much once again and this is Dash and Holmesy out bye bye Gamer.com